Wardcast episode 249. Go! Go! Uh, sound a little strenuous at the end there. I'm Dylan Alvento, and I'm joined by Alex Damrath. Hello! And Nelson Johnson. That's me. That's you. That's Sorry about my me. voice. I'm, I'm apparently suddenly dying right now. I mean, aren't we all? Did you get the, did you get the brain poke? Did uh, you get the needle, needle tickle? No. Tickle? Excuse me? Not yet. The, the no. needle, the good old-fashioned needle tickle. That's what my doctor the calls it. <laughs> I have never gotten a COVID test uh, just because I've been pretty locked down this entire time. Is mm-hmm. it? How is it? You you've both had one, haven't it's, you? Yeah, it's pretty low key. Yeah, um, it, it's the, it's not like getting it's not like being mummified in ancient Egypt. It's not like they're pulling ah, your brain out of your nah. nose. Have you have you ever stuck a Q-tip up your nose? Um, no. Well, then you ain't living. Um, <laughs> it's basically it, it's pretty easy. It's like if you rolled up um a tissue and then we're like, hey, let me just get whatever's in there. Mm. But isn't like super long though? I thought it like goes all it the way is. up like. So well, well no, my experience maybe differs a little your bit. Brainstem. You are not Phineas Gage. No, I mean I'm not going to do that. Okay, I don't I, know that reference, but we can, we can keep rolling. Okay. I've only done the CVS test twice now, and yeah, every time it's been like it. It goes farther back than I'm comfortable with, but oh. uh, it doesn't like hurt. It's just like a, annoying. It's like <laughs> maybe I'm just in a weird pre- shit. Presses on my sinuses a bit too <laughs> <Wow>. hard. <laughs> Yeah, is it like being underwater? <laughs> like, is it like, oh, I got too much water up my nose kind of sensation where it's like, oh, this uh, is just very uncomfortable? A bit, oh, I just felt yeah. a tickle. That's so funny. <laughs> In my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, all right, that's your, that's your COVID-19 check-in. Soon to be called <laughs> COVID-22. Oh, yeah. I know. Jeez. Um, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something uh, much more exciting. Let's talk about the fall of the hedge funds let's talk about game stonks yes please <laughs> all right so how closely have you guys been following this um uh, Alex. all right okay um i i have to admit about as interested in this as i am in everyday finance issues which is to say not a lot but mm-hmm. it has been fun to listen to the backlash like sort of the feedback of the void as it were sure. just everyone out there being all like oh man what's happening to these to these hedge fund managers we're fucking destroying them yeah like like, like there's a there's a very palpable sense of of i don't want to say justice but something John Freud, maybe justice <laughs> justice <laughs> no, it's, I think- um I, I think there absolutely is a a feeling of justice because you if you look at the response, it's so it's so clear that rich people are upset that everybody else is in on it now. Mm-hmm. There it it's right. it's not a a breaking of the system. It is using the system as it was always intended, and we normal people were always left out of it. Right now that things have become so much more accessible and the the people who are paying attention can like see the strings essentially it's like oh well 
I'll just let everybody else in on it. Why not? Because that's how it should be. That's how it was always like intended to be, air quotes. Yeah. But that's never what it was. That's what never what it was actually intended to be. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting how it's like one of those things that just dominates the Twitter timeline. Like I feel like yeah. more and more I keep seeing like things like, oh, everyone's talking about this. Like we talked mm-hmm. about we made a brief mention to Bean Dad before, but like this is another one of those things where just oh it's not like oh only games twitter is talking about it or only like this subset of people i follow is talking it's like no everyone like there was a moment maybe a couple days ago like at like one afternoon like literally at like thursday wednesday afternoon maybe um where everyone was just talking about it it's yeah, national uh, news now i, I mean yeah. i've gotten I've, I've gotten family members like texting me being like hey what do you know about this you're the guy who knows about video games because it's <laughs> you're like a gamer GameStop related well, the, tangentially and i'm like i fuck me i don't know <laughs> the the crazy thing is like it, it really is it for all intents and purposes it is a financial revolution on the part of the people mm-hmm. um and it just so happens that gamestop is is yeah is the, the, the tool catalyst. for that yeah which i yeah. think yeah. is pretty funny considering yeah. I, I mean it's it's a symbol right of mm-hmm. <laughs> I was of like a dying say. business that people kept putting their that like rich people looked at and used as yeah. as their <laughs> their way of cheating the system right yeah. i was so also about look- to say it's a symbol of power to the players oh 100 uh, you know 100 <laughs> percent. um to clarify what we're talking about like because i'm sure most people already know uh if if they've been paying attention to like anything happening online the past week but specifically what's happening is there is and someone correct me if i have like this timeline messed up or anything because i think i had some like conflicting people had conflicting ideas of like what started this but apparently there's a subreddit yes. there was a subreddit like it went private went like went back and forth from being locked down and at one point i think people were saying it was like deleted or something but i think it was just like locked which I didn't know that was a thing you could do with subreddits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a subreddit called r slash Wall Street Bets, yes. which I guess people just talk about like predictions in the market. I don't know what specifically it is. I, like, okay. So, so here's where we need to make something very clear before we go forward. Um, Wall Street Bets is a fork of like 4chan type communities. Okay. Um, Wall Street Bets carries a lot of the problematic tendencies mm-hmm. of those communities. Sure. This may not have started as such a genuine uh as as a good thing. Let's say yeah, that. Yeah, I don't they yeah. probably didn't have altruistic uh intents from know, the intense, get-go. Yeah. Um this uh, uh Wall Street Bets is I believe the subreddit describes itself like literally on their sidebar it's like what if 4chan discovered uh uh, <laughs> uh a blo- day trading right exactly um it's it's very meme it's very like it, it, it's it's wolf of wall street but all of the characters are like nerds in their basement eating mm-hmm. chicken tenders like mm-hmm. I, um 
All, all of them like shouting at each other about like you know you buy this sell that you know on on a subreddit mm-hmm. um which is what happens on the new york stock exchange it's that exact same thing except <laughs> right they're, it's... They're, eating, they're eating chicken tenders in suits <laughs> exactly uh man um, so, yeah. but so like either one person or like a group of people discovered that GameStop, the GameStop stock, which GameStop is a publicly traded company, GameStop was their stock was being shorted. Um, and if you don't know what stock shorting is, all right, here's a brief explanation. I'm sure like you've read a dozen like explainers at this point, or you've seen that fucking gif of Margot Robbie in the bathtub from Wolf of Wall Street. Um, no, no, not from Wolf of Wall Street, from the Big Short, because mm-hmm. um, that's what they did. Like that's what the like the Great Recession was predicated on a giant short of the subprime mortgage uh, uh, industry. But basically, what a short is is all right, Alex. Let's say you're a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. All right, your your damn wrath investments. All right, and say I am a hedge fund, um, and I notice that the GameStop stock is at a certain price, right? And yeah. but I don't have any GameStop stock. You have GameStop stock. Um trying really hard to say GameStop stock the right mm-hmm. way every time. Uh <laughs> so I go, hey Alex, let me borrow 10 shares of GameStop stock from you. And you say, okay. And then you I basically like give you an IOU. Like I owe you this stock back. Mm-hmm. And then you lend me 10 shares of that stock and then i go on the market and i sell that stock for whatever the price is let's say it's ten dollars uh a a share and so now i have that money but i still owe you 10 shares of gamestop stock so you wait for it to get lower and then it goes down and then i buy the same amount of shares back and then i pocket the profit so if it goes down to like five dollars a share or something um and uh I'm not good. I can't do the math in my head quickly enough, but I get whatever the the, the difference is. You get 50 Uh, bucks. Right. I keep keep that. And then I give you your 10 shares. You lost nothing. There is you gain nor lost nothing, but I got a profit of 50 bucks um, in that exchange. Mm -hmm. Um, Also in selling it, uh, this is kind of conjecture on my point. I don't know if this is part of the the shorting uh, thing, but when I sell it, you know, in, in the most rudimentary terms, like in none of us are financial prof- professionals. I have taken two finance classes in my life for college. Uh, I have but, a bank like, account. Well, <laughs> um, but in the most simplistic terms, when stocks, when, when a share, when a, when a, when a stock at a company gets bought, its price goes up because it sees that there's more demand for it when a price when a stock gets sold the price goes down because it sees the demand is is uh decreasing so like in selling those shares i imagine that helps push it down now if a bunch of hedge fund hedge funds do it i would assume that like helps deprecate the stock price even more and then that's what allows them to do like these big you know shorts and then that's what happened with the subprime mortgage uh industry is because all these people you know uh you know mortgage retailers uh were were signing mortgages to people that could not possibly afford to pay their mortgages but they were signing they were just letting people walk into banks sign the signatures like all right here's your mortgage and because they i forget i it's been a while since i've seen the big short but basically Mm -hmm. like none of these people were going to be able to to pay these loans but 
in this weird like backroom trading thing people were able to like trade on the the mortgages and trade them back and forth right um and some people got a bunch of money and a bunch of people lost a bunch of money uh so what we're seeing here is that someone on this subreddit saw that the the GameStop stock was being shorted, that it was constantly being pushed lower and lower and lower until it was down to like, I think like $4 a share, something really low, mm-hmm. which it's like, you know, GameStop ain't doing well financially, but I, you know, I could, I could, I couldn't tell you what the valuation of GameStop is, but that seems pretty low. Like I, I forget how low a stock has to be before it gets delisted mm-hmm. from the stock exchange. But so all these people on the subreddit realize that and they say, Hey, let's just pump the stock up. Let's pump the share price up really high by buying a bunch of it. And because it's so low, they could buy massive amounts of of GameStop stock really cheaply. And I say cheaply, like $4 a share, you buy 100 shares of that, that's $400. Like that's, you know, that's almost your entire stimulus (laughs) uh, uh, check. So I'm not going to (laughs) say that it's like, you know, if you're impoverished or you're, you know, you you have low income. I'm not saying it's like easy breezy, but... uh, more people than would normally be able to got were able to invest in GameStop. Now, because stock shorting requires the price to go lower so that hedge funds can buy the share price back and return their IOUs uh, at a lower price, Mm -hmm. a bunch of hedge funds basically couldn't make good on the IOUs they signed in order to (laughs) short this stock. And they were waiting for it to go down, but it didn't go down. It just kept going up and up and up. And what was the peak? It was like four hundred dollars or something. Like it went, yeah, really fucking high. It's like um, right around four thirteen, I think. Yeah, uh, I saw it at one point. Someone took a screenshot. It was at four twenty sixty nine. Nice, because um, <laughs> you had so, to. Because you had you to. Had to. <clears throat> but so, and and there and there is like there is a like. Uh, what is it a uh, a requirement date on these IOUs right it's like you have to give me back my shares by this point or or not, I'm not gonna, you have to give me my share prices back or you have to give me my shares back and these people couldn't buy in because they were so expensive right and it just caused a bunch of hedge funds to lose billions of dollars mm-hmm. billions mm-hmm. I don't know what the total amount is by this point but it's definitely like in it's upwards of like 10 billion dollars mm-hmm. yeah this- and like one 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 hedge fund got had to get bailed out by another it's 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 wild this is ultimately about cyberbullying rich people and yeah. that's cool that's really <laughs> cool i i think uh <laughs> is it cyberbullying if you're just using their own tools <laughs> at their own game and using it better well I feel like that's i feel like that's i don't know i don't know if that qualifies as cyberbullying I want to call it that anyway because it's a funny word. Wow! <laughs> wow! Way to way to choose a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, uh, and, and and you know, you do out of this also get a couple feel good stories from people posting to Wall Street bets about like you know, thank you for doing this because you know this allowed me to raise enough money for like surgery for my dog or surgery yeah. for my dad. There's um couple people out there who this seem to genuinely affect in a positive way directly versus indirectly experiencing the joy of uh, uh billionaires crying 
you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah i know at least i know a lot of people got made like six to seven figure profits off of this if they you know got in on it early enough yeah. um which is not to say that this is a smart form of investment let me clarify no. that up front this is basically gambling because there's no like all uh, investing <laughs> well i mean so if you like get a mutual fund or something like like a lot of like very basic uh type funds or investments will always will over time on average always go up mm. like this this kind of like quick fast and loose quick and dirty day trading stuff this is like the real risky stuff and it's the stuff like people pay investment bankers to way too much money to to do for them because mm-hmm. they're the ones that only pay attention to like what the stock market's doing and what certain uh industries are doing so they can properly invest people's money um so like you know a a a proper portfolio that is you know uh uh has mitigated risk is is less of a type of gambling than what this is right here like because now now that everyone's in on the secret there are a bunch of other stocks that people wanted to try to like pump up so people were hearing the amc theaters was gonna get pumped up so they like everyone started rushing to buy that and mm-hmm. with blackberry i didn't even know blackberry was still like traded to hear nothing about yeah. them um i still remember them as research in motion that's what they used to be called but now they're <laughs> blackberry uh oh, but yeah. yeah this this whole thing's weird so like and then also there's an app called Robinhood, which is like an app a lot of a lot of like just regular people use for stock trading and just buy and sell stocks within this app mm-hmm. um and it halted trading or halted buying on the gamestop stock uh right. and, and amc i think it and was AMC. both yeah and uh it kind of came to light that like robin hood's like major investors are like a couple of hedge fund companies so it's like kind of protecting you know ranks started to close around the rich and powerful to like protect their interests just because so much money was just disappearing overnight and like and and robin hood got bombarded with a bunch of one-star reviews on both like the app store and the play store and important to note um google even bailed them out of that and apparently removed a lot of those one-star reviews off of the play store i don't know where they stand in the app store though probably still fairly low I don't know. Yeah, I uh, uh if it wasn't clear that there's like some collusion happening between people, you know, wealthy individuals to protect their self-interest. This yeah. here you go. I don't and, I, do you think do you think anything's going to happen? You think there's going to be any like long-standing repercussions outside of like radicalizing some people on Twitter? Not uh, that that yes. doesn't count for anything, but I mean like do you think <laughs> Like, what's going to happen from this? I'm curious. Like, what's the long term? I don't know. Just because the Biden team has already said something along the lines of, you know, we're monitoring the situation closely, and there's like already apparently a task force being built. Yeah, but the task force is probably something like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna create a slush fund to of stimulus to give to the hedge funds to like bail them out. But sorry, we can't give you two thousand dollars. But that doesn't prevent this from happening again. And I feel like that's gonna be what they need. (laughs) I, I that I, I can foresee especially if this keeps going like yeah it's just we're 12 but, years from Occupy Wall Street and like what nothing happened with that like Dodd-Frank nothing like, happened because you can only do but so much without affecting people's wallets right now that they're affecting people's wallets 
there is more opportunity to do to do things like tank a hedge fund. I think from a <laughs> I think from a from a not quite political action but a societal action perspective, I don't see how the repercussions of this don't turn into some changes in society possibly in the law i don't know what those are i couldn't i couldn't point to them and say like all right well x y and z are gonna happen i could say automatically more people understand the stock market um even if it even if like like me it is easy to point (laughs) at a lot of people and then go well they're not understanding the stock market they're just buying what reddit says the fact that they now have access to the stock market is is a huge deal um I think that there is a potential to have some kind of movement towards economical, not equality, but access for more people. I would be interested to see what comes out of this is what I'll say, but I don't think nothing will come out of this. Um, Yeah, I I feel like this, this, this whole presidency is just going to be people constantly trying to push biden left and being disappointed every single time they try like you're already seeing the four this weird argument between the two thousand dollar check and the fourteen hundred dollar check is like already like just like a complete fumble in terms of like it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's splitting hairs in the dumbest way and i feel like i don't know i i i will say as from a from a political standpoint i think this presidency has put more effort into at least up front and this is one of those like promises that like you have to hold people to has put more effort into it's not one person say over everything it's okay let's take in more perspectives and i think more perspectives are not just quote-unquote left but i think more perspectives are becoming more um people centric more um sure collective as opposed mm-hmm. to individual yeah yeah I, before yeah. we get too far into the weeds on that i did also want to mention one more thing about robin hood that people found out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere in like their faq or the robin hood wiki it's like supposed to help you like learn about finances or whatnot there was that blurb about socialism oh, what people were like screen capping and sharing on twitter oh that like Common examples of socialist uh, uh, or, or popular examples, rather, of socialist societies included Nazi Germany. And, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah like. Cool. <laughs> cool. Like, yeah. And, I do and, wonder how much the fact that they were called the National Socialist Party really just tanked the idea of socialism <laughs> <laughs> across the world. Uh I was I was rereading I had all right one last weeds thing we'll get out of this topic but okay. uh um I was reading about or I had a friend uh or I had a colleague uh a baseball keeper colleague who said that they went to a space camp that uh one of like the guest speakers or someone someone at the space camp was one of the Nazi scientists that the U.S. acquired from Operation oh Paperclip. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Tight. Specifically, someone that worked on the V2 rocket for Nazi Germany. 
and I just Very went back cool. and started rereading stuff about Operation Paperclip and and you know the U.S.'s efforts to you know acquire and disseminate uh, uh, Nazi scientists that were making groundbreaking technology and put them in high standing positions in NASA and other parts of uh, the U.S. government and man being like oh and there's like there was a quote from uh, Truman uh in this in this page i was reading and it was like him like grappling with whether or not he should do this and he's like well russia was out there we had to combat russia so there was any you know any price was worth it and i was like just anything just to like combating communism supersedes anything including ingratiating yourselves with nazis yeah oh yeah So, so that's cool gross uh anyways that's uh that's game stonks um invest today don't invest today uh, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, please uh, don't do it today. It, it won't get much. <laughs> how how is the Dogecoin price? Oh, at? oh apparently uh, that went it's, well. It's uh, back down. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm glad it I got didn't up buy to in. like five cents, and I think now it's back down to two cents. <laughs> yeah, it's at currently trading at three cents there and some change. Um, change think, of change. I think everyone. When the Dogecoin rush started, I think everyone not being able to buy Dogecoin easily was yeah. probably a big turnoff from that. Yeah, like you uh, couldn't you couldn't buy it on Coinbase and you couldn't buy it on uh, Robinhood. Yeah, I made a I made a I made a Kraken account. Why um why couldn't you? Was it uh, so? I can't answer for all of them. I, I, I made a Coinbase account and then Coinbase doesn't list Dogecoin. Damn it. Um, I made a Binance account and a Binance requires seven degrees of authentication, including like the <laughs> you deed to your Kevin house. Um, <laughs> it needs like a, a scanned and emailed uh, a deed to your house or like a utility <laughs> bill, like a, like a proof of residency, right, um, sure. which, it, which they then have to verify. Which they then need like a week to verify, uh, like your your uh, an ID, uh, so proof of identity. Um, I, I a Binance, uh, it's just like ridiculous, and that's on top of like having to set up a wallet, which is a whole another account with a whole yep. other degree of like verification. Um, sounds fun. So people who maybe wanted to get on the Dogecoin craze and and shoot that up to the moon, as it were, uh, probably couldn't if they weren't already in, like investing into to, to cryptocurrencies peter dinklage voice that dogecoin came from the moon <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think also the reason a lot of because a lot of those uh you know, crypto trading places don't support dogecoin because dogecoin can be just uh it's it seen it's a joke currency i mean yeah as much as the other cryptos are not a joke currency but the, they don't sure do you have fancier names and websites sure <laughs> dogecoin, dogecoin is like written in basic html5 with like the only only minimal css work <laughs> right but as i understand it you can just you can print as much dogecoin as you want like it's not like you you, you don't have to mine it like you do bitcoin or other things so it's like there's the value will always be super low because like at any one point someone can just be like all right i'm gonna make 10 more dogecoin I don't think that's how it works from what I learned. Oh, and that, you, in you that might know days. more than me. Yeah, I'm not going to speak on this. <laughs> I, I mean, I tried to go all in on it. You know, mm. <laughs> I'm I, all in. I tried. I'm all tried in on Dogecoin. I mean, I was uh, look, I was only going to put like 15 or 20 bucks, but I was like, you oh, know, yeah, was more let's, me. Let's, let's ride this wave. Um, you know, ended up not. But anyway, 
from what I learned on their website, they do have faucets, which I understand are like donation pools um, that you can then just pull out as many coins as you like from. Uh, but with like a limit, it's like one coin every three hours or so. Um, so there's that. And okay. my understanding is, is the coins that you, that you're pulling from were donated. It's, it's mm. like a take a penny, leave okay. a penny situation. Interesting. Got it. Um, and then, yeah, the only other option is to buy trade or, uh, uh, mine, which they have a partnership with, um, was it folding at home? I think it's called, uh, yeah, the system where you, mm-hmm. You lend your GPU to create a cloud-based supercomputer for understanding for mining purposes. genomes. Well, it's for understanding genomes, but I believe you get rewarded in cryptocurrencies ah. for doing certain kinds of tasks. Interesting. All right, yeah, we're we're super in the weeds now. Let's get Are out of the weeds. We? I think we could go do. Uh, that's let's not, that's no, the let's finance not. situation. I mean, if you want to, like, no, let's no, talk no, about no, my no. my crypto is doing really well. You guys, <laughs> oh, is it? Um, what do you yeah, have again? Like, Ethereum. I have, yeah, like a one and a half Ethereum and then like a little bit of Bitcoin and some Litecoin. I have like $2,000 profit from my <laughs> nice from my crypto from a couple years ago. Good job. Um, Someone told me in college I should get on on that. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I never did. And I probably should have. Mm-hmm. It's all <laughs> dumb. It shouldn't be worth what it's worth. But I don't know. Yeah. It's but nice it to is. have a little. So bye, bye, bye. I didn't understand don't, don't it, and I didn't care to understand it. So <laughs> I just kind of like left it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's pivot. All right, let's do it. Flash is dead. I'm so sorry. Long live Flash. Long live Flash. Honestly, yeah. Flash (laughs) is dead, but Flash stuff is living on thanks to uh, that one project that I am blanking on. Um, Like, you can still go to Homestar Runner right now. They are revived thanks to this project. I know Matt and co. are... They are using some project that's, like, converting all their stuff to HTML5 or something. Yeah. I was talking to a friend who did some QA work for them for Stinko Man because I played so like a week before Flash died. They put out another level of their Stinko Man game. The final level. Yeah, the final level uh, of their Mega Man clone Stinko Man and played that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then <laughs> Flash went away, and yeah. So there's, there's like, uh, there. So you can, you can still look at a bunch of Flash stuff on archive.org, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, there's like some conversion projects converting HTML5 stuff to, uh, um, or convert converting Flash stuff to HTML5. Right. They, uh, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but Flash was kind of a big deal for me growing up between yeah. Newgrounds yeah. and 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 the like absolutely flash i mean my first game in flash like i i i don't think we any of us would be the people we are today without flash you know Mm -hmm. grow up as as broken as (laughs) you grow up uh, as like a child with an internet connection in the early aughts and 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 late 90s and like flash meant something to you always Mm -hmm. has always will be whether it was like that that buddy game where it's like the guy made out of bubbles that you just like beat up. Oh, I yeah. I, no? I think if we start right. going down the path of like specific uh, flash <laughs> memories, I think we're going to discover how different our tastes yep. are. Like I don't like. That was like, a big I think, one though. I feel like everyone I, knew that one. I, I, I honestly did not play a lot of flash, flash games. Oh, I did okay. not play a lot of flash games. I watched a lot of flash animations. I did yeah, that. I did, 
I did not play like new ground going to new grounds and watching stuff and be like, oh, there's a porn ad in the corner of the screen. Going to just not oh, look yeah. at that. Just going to click um, on that. I'm going to click on it. <laughs> I know what I am. Yeah. Uh, Happy Tree Watch. Friends. Sure. Happy Alien Tree Friends. Yeah. Alien Hominid. Oh, man. Yeah, so I like, I never played Alien Hominid. Um, really? Yeah, and I don't like Happy Fun. Tree Friends, so. Yeah. Uh, Happy Tree Friends is hard to go back to. Alien Hominid, though, I can play that again. I, I still yeah. have my GameCube copy, I think. No way, I sold that recently. I did. So, fucked up. Well, I got, like I Castle st- Crashers? Castle Crashers cool. I still got it. Um, yeah, uh, Castle Crashers? Mm-hmm. Um the uh i mean obviously that's that that is an evolution that came that was born out of that because mm-hmm. like alien hominid was like tom fulp who helped run new grounds and they made the behemoth which was their game company and that made castle think, crashers okay and, I, and i'm gonna have to look this up i think tom fulp aided them and was like there as a mentor and and helper and maybe a financial support at times but he wasn't part of behemoth oh really okay sorry if i got that that mixed up um but yeah, so like it, it, it was a long time coming because, you know, Google, I think it was a combination of Google and Apple wanted to like kill Flash on browsers because like I think there were claims of like uh, poor security mm-hmm. and like security vulnerabilities because, you know, Macromedia Flash and Adobe Flash been around, right. around forever. No, Dylan, you were right. Tom Fulp is a founder and lead programmer for the behemoth. All right. I'll. And designer. Look for my apology in the mail. Uh, it's right here. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I mean, Alex, I know you and I have friends that are like super into Flash, much mm-hmm. more larger proponents than I think either of us are. Like, That's... I don't think... Um, I, Flash is definitely like... It feels like this like thing that was really protected and guarded by the indies be like oh this Mm. is like this is like a cornerstone of like hobbyist game development like this represents like a lot of people got into games via this like you were saying for yourself alex but uh um yeah i don't know i think there's an archival issue like i think it sucks that like there's just stuff that's just not going to be around anymore and Mm -hmm. i think it's a lot different um like not everything is going to get converted with this tool and not everything's going to be, you know, uploaded to YouTube or whatever. Um, so you're definitely going to, going to lose some stuff, but you know, I'm not as I'm not a big enough of a web engineer to know, like if killing flash was a good or bad thing. And I don't think lots of people that pretend to be are actually, I think they're more so just, angry that flash is dead more so than thinking it's actually like a a good or bad thing i think it's necessary that it went but it's still heartbreaking sure it's like the end of old yeller it's Ooh. it's wow <laughs> why what's hap- what happens at the end of that movie uh yeah, I'm, not, I'm not familiar the dog gets sent to a farm oh, oh. okay yeah that's just sent flash to a farm yeah, yeah to hang out it's fine comparable at all um definitely <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's like the ending of batman versus superman when batman kills superman yeah Yeah. and then old yeller goes martha yeah because because superman had to die superman had rabies he had to go um it was tragic but necessary um (laughs) what a terrible terrible (laughs) i'm not mad about it still don't worry i will say uh at, at the uh 
when when the death toll was ringing for Flash, I went and tried to rewatch some stuff I used to watch a lot back in back in middle school and whatnot. And man, that stuff doesn't hold up <laughs> at all. Which ain't that a shock? I think uh, I was always impressed by um like i was always impressed by people who managed to do things by themselves because i always felt like you know i never was going to have the money for like a team you know yeah. i wanted to make cartoons i wanted to make games uh that much was always more of an inspiration than i think the quality of the product themselves and then there were things that were such magnificent outliers though that you know it really knocked your socks off and i think that just came from being surrounded by a lot of mediocrity in that space which is not to yeah. say it was the, the cream will rise to the top as they say yeah yeah and newgrounds is great for that i i feel like i don't know it, i i all i will stand by newgrounds and say a lot of content platforms in this day and age aren't good at actually giving you what is quality but what is just sort of like most devoured by the masses i guess newgrounds felt better about that Hmm. I I will carry that opinion to my grave. Okay. That, New, that Newgrounds, Newgrounds' rating systems and Newgrounds community was much better at like picking out what's a quality thing for you to enjoy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's more rose colored glasses than anything else. But I'm, I'm gonna, gonna agree with Dylan on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna completely disagree with you, but I am gonna agree with Dylan on that. <laughs> it might. Um, be. It might. But be. yeah, like I mean you know flash animation like i watched a lot of it and that introduced me to web comics and then that introduced me to like gaming news sites and podcasts and so like yeah so like i owe a lot to like flash as just like a a artistic tool um but i never used it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I and as a creator i'm not going to miss it just because like it's not something that affects me yeah I, I'm, I'm with dylan like it, it, super cool super cool um dad's home one of my favorite new grounds. Hell yeah. Super, Dad's super home. dope. Yeah. It's Love really Dad's good. Home. There's also, uh, um, I, it's, they use the Morrissey version of, we hate it when our friends become successful. I can't remember what the exact video is called, but it's a really dope mashup of, of, um, collaborators. And I think that's the thing I'm going to miss the most about flash is I, I feel like there's just not that same, Hey, everybody let's work on our own part of a thing mm. and it's each going to have its own style but it's going to be a collective showcase mm-hmm. i think that i don't think i've ever seen something like that since since flash really i literally just watched a video that was that really day what yeah was it? it was it was and also <laughs> link me yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll get it but it's a uh a bunch of animators <laughs> went and reanimated all the cutscenes from the zelda cdi games oh yeah Ooh. so like every five seconds it switches to a different i also saw a collab like that for uh, oh hell yeah the, give me more of these when the steam tams thing was big it was like yes a bunch of animators reanimated steam tams but that that a is a thing animator. that i see going around um there's oh, one hell recently yeah, then i'm wrong there was a uh, recently one that nicole yeah, shut Hamm... the fuck up nelson <laughs> okay cool 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 there's one recently that nicole ham was a part of i don't try to remember oh, oh okay it was uh, uh oh um that avalanche song fuck frontier psychiatrist yeah uh, wait yeah uh, wait what Going over my nothing head for both not, wow not damn familiar. uh not i'm disappointed in you both but uh <laughs> sorry i like good parts of the internet wow <sighs> i don't disagree with dylan on that one um, I like bad parts of the internet. man i just wanna 
I guess before we move on from this topic, uh, favorite Flash thing ever? Oh, ever. Um, Not allowed to say on this recording. <laughs> oh, God, Nelson. <laughs> Do you want uh, a real the answer? The entire no? meet and fuck I want, series. <laughs> I, want a, I, want a, I want a safer work answer. Uh, probably dad's home. I can't find. Do you do you have a link to that? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it's it's got to be still on Newgrounds somehow. I I bet I can find it on YouTube. One second. Um. Yeah, I literally YouTube Dad's home. There it is. Found it. Okay. I'll I'll watch oh, this God. later. The other one too. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Oh, that's a, a classic. It's a classic. Uh, that's probably that's probably not my favorite, but that's like an easy one that a lot of people remember um i liked uh there's a creator called legendary frog who did uh these like spoof lord of the rings ones called uh one ring to rule them all and it was like a weird like kind of sitcom procedural but done from the perspective of sauron and like one of his uh like orcs nice um those are really funny Mm mm-hmm uh, the thing I w- went back and rewatched was the Madness Return series. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. It was like the weird black oh. and white crash test dummy and it was like super violent. It was like him like infiltrating like like black ops facilities and murdering a bunch of people. Uh, those are bad. <laughs> uh, Ma- Madness Combat, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, what? No. I'm just going to show. Let me find a... God, all of this is like the fucking most cringy hot topic ass <laughs> bullshit oh my god i can't believe i ever liked this wow wow <laughs> yeah big turnaround here yeah in one episode too like he made so many of these uh and, yeah oh yeah like, stick fight those were dope. yeah yeah yep. was it zhao zhao is that what it's called zhao something zhao. like that zhao zhao mm-hmm. um watched a lot of those uh yeah don't go back and watch any of this I like, uh, there was another website that I used to hang out with at as much as Newgrounds and Homestar Runner back in the day called Stick Figure Death Theater. <laughs> and it was all of the stick figure fighting Flash awesome. movies that you could get your hands on. And yeah, uh, yeah, I was really into that. If I had to pick one that sticks out to me to this day, it would be the five part There She Is series, um, which mm. was made by a Korean animator. And then as it went on got so popular that i think by the last three episodes you had like a whole team and damn uh, i've never seen this it uh was both how do i put it it was a commentary at the time at korea's strict uh gay relationship south korea's strict gay relationship laws because this was like way early aughts um and I mean, it's about a cat and a rabbit that can't be together because, like, society is just like they can't be together. Um, yeah, I've I've seen Zootopia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone is like just a music video. There's no dialogue, so everyone can sort of understand the message. And it was well done, well animated, well paced. First ones, first and second one are probably a little rough as I remember them, but it's. I, I still remember like wanting to show it to lots of people <laughs> and being really yes. awkward about it. <laughs> I would never show anyone this madness combat so stuff. Yeah. I tried to show everybody the thing I can't talk about. <laughs> oh, what is it? What is it called? Give me I'm a, kidding. Give me... Okay. There is nothing. There's nothing. 
There's Wink. nothing. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, Good idea. All right, let's talk about let's talk about some video games. Whoa, what are those? See these really dumb things. I really hope they go the way of Flash. Oh man, they sound. Perfect. Someone kills them off. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I want to get in before we talk about anything else. I okay. want Nelson to talk about the what is this called they have they what did they call this project this lego unity collaboration thing oh yeah 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 <laughs> so setting the scene humble bundle has a like learn unity pack they it's it's a bunch of classes and i've always wanted to you know just dabble um so i install unity and the first thing that comes up whenever it's like hey welcome to the program is the tutorials um and if you follow the tutorials then you'll get a a like a, a simple fps or platformer or yeah. uh cart racer and then there's one more um then they they added since the last time i used it which was in grad school they added a um lego option and mm-hmm. it's uh learn how to use unity using lego bricks and they've perfectly set up Lego as a metaphor for like prefabs and behaviors and components. So you go into a, f- a full game and it's like, all right, cool. Get as far as you can. And then you do hit the play button to exit play and enter edit mode. And then it teaches you how to like place a platform or or uh create behavior on an elevator so that it can go up and down using certain things that they've that they've created specifically for this example is so, it all visual like mm-hmm. is there any any coding involved there's in no coding it's okay. it's all um hey we have this uh i don't think i'm using prefab right but we have this this component that you can use that will represent itself as a lego block mhm drop it into the scene and turn on the lego editing mode yeah but but the cool thing here is like turn on the lego editing mode and you can essentially build your world using lego blocks in the way that you would real legos like you actually like mm -hmm, and it's um all the way down to like okay cool do you want it to snap the way that legos would cool Hmm. lay it on the grid that's it's just cool. a very cool way to be like, all right, we're going to explain all of this to you, but we're going to give you like fully full game objects that are instantly recognizable right. um, so that you don't have that barrier to entry of let me imagine what this would be like. Right. Or even like like having just like a blank scene being like, I don't know, like I think one of the big barriers of unity and I think something they have constantly try to combat like with the unity collab or with the lego collaboration and other stuff is like you don't know what you don't know right Mm. so like and especially if you come from like a computer science background if someone gives you like a blank slate like a programmer is immediately gonna be like all right well i need this tool obviously i have to make it whereas maybe 10 other people have already made that tool and you could just go on the asset store and find it maybe there's a free version maybe there's a paid version like at and and that's been a lot of hurdle for me, especially yeah. when prototyping in Unity. It's like, okay, I need a I need a character controller. 
all right, I, I guess I'm just going to make one from scratch. Um, and I, it, but like there are free ones that you can get like a 2d character controller, a first person shooter, character controller, a third person shooter, character controller. And, um, I would probably still ultimately like make my own just because I prefer having that level of detail and granularity and something that's, uh, it's something like locomotion. That's going to be like, kind of like the bulk of how your player is going to interface with your game. Mm-hmm. But for a prototyping stage, it's nice to just have that stuff already existing and just being, you know, click and drag. All right, just bring the stuff. And like, you know, when I first started uh, using Unity, they didn't even have like full 2D game support. Like that wasn't really a thing. So you had to like fake it in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. now they have like full sprite render support and like tile mapping stuff. So you can like, you can turn on a grid, like a snapping square repeating grid and drop tiles in and give the tiles collision and have moving platforms and there's a bunch of like gizmos that can like visually you can like drag stuff around it's like all right this platform is going to move in this way and kind of like draw draw a path for it within the editor um yeah and i saw when i announced this this lego stuff which they called lego micro game i Mm, believe mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i was like oh yeah like i want to i want to get involved with this especially because one of the minifigs you can play as is mr pepperoni Oh, Hell Lego yeah. Island, my favorite. Um, but yeah, that's cool that you. Does this make? Does this make using Unity less intimidating for you? One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, like, can you see a step going from like this to like going to like? Okay, now I'm going to you know put the Lego stuff aside, and try my own thing. Yeah, and and it's even it. There are. There are di- uh, stages of tutorials. So I've done half of them. And then the rest of them are getting super granular with certain things, like changing the behavior of something. And I'm sure like there it's like, all right, now we're going to get into a little bit of code. Um, but it's interesting because seeing how seeing how the things that I can do affect already created objects, a cre- yeah. uh, affect things that are fully realized things that are like the the character has animation and and space does jump so being able to just like run with it and then tweak stuff it's a little bit easier to to start seeing like all right if i break this down here's how i can build it back up right yeah it's and that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would i would definitely recommend like if you're still after this intimidated by coding like I don't know what the visual scripting is for this. Like, mm. did, what does it look like in the Lego stuff? Not even sh- super sure. You wait, okay? What do you mean by visual scripting? Like when you need to change the logic of the way something behaves, what do you do? Haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. In the in the tutorials specifically, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so you're just building stuff right now and like yeah. plopping prefabs down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, but then it's, it's, it's hinting at certain things. Cause it'll be like, Hey, do this, but, and then it'll have like a dig deeper section. And mm. that's where there have been hints of like, Hey, if you did want to change the really specific behavior, you could do it in, and then it would break down some of that. Can you give me an example of a behavior? Just so um, I understand. Yeah. One of them is, so there's a platform that you can stand on. And one behavior, behavior block, um, it's an actual Lego block, is an up-down. So, uh-huh. so it'll move vertically um, 
at, at a particular speed and you can customize that and it'll move um to a certain height but if you modify that with another behavior block the um on touch behavior block basically it won't move up until your character actually stands on it standing on the platform or right. standing on that behavior block standing on the platform okay so you're you, attaching the the behaviors to the object right. you're physically attaching a lego block that has a beha- behavior you're attaching that to a thing yes. to another lego piece and that's what's giving it its logic yes okay. and there's and there's slots for you to place behavior blocks specifically oh, like like battery pack kind of things 100 percent. yeah it's exactly like that that's pretty cool it's that really cool. it's really interesting yeah, so the step beyond that, like, mm-hmm. would be like using some sort of visual scripting. So, like, right. uh, like I know Alex uses a lot of blueprints in in UE in Unity. They have a they bought a company called Bolt, which is you can download on the App Store and it's free and it's just visualized scripting. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to program, but I can do, like, like you could. I it, understand it, logic. My syntax right. is rough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I know what a for loop does. Like I know what yeah. iterating through something means. I knew doing like an if else statement, but like this, this does it visually. Mm-hmm. And I've I've used Bolt a little bit, and I think it's I think it's helpful. Um, in certain cases, in other cases, it's I'm like it's way faster for me to program something. But in the terms of like really rudimentary like AI for like an NPC or whatever, Bolt's pretty handy because you can just kind of like you prefab just like this script this visual flow chart that's like oh i want this mm. enemy to go i want this enemy to initiate its walk cycle and walk over to a place and that the only logic block you need to change out is the destination and mm-hmm. you can just swap that in and out um i'm looking at this now i, I know it looks super world, intimidating yeah it does but an entire world has opened up like <laughs> as, as soon as the behavior block thing happened i was like yeah oh yeah got it and that's probably what they're trying to do they're probably trying to get you to the point where that stuff feels less intimidating Mm -hmm. um and then and there's probably a billion tutorials on youtube about how to use bolt properly as someone that programs there are parts that bolt is like super frustratingly limited (laughs) like trying to get it trying to have it access a target object in bolt was like super difficult i'm like this should be like the most basic thing why is this thing and i had to like go through all these sub menus and like have it generate like a logic block to like represent a target that was like the most frustrating thing but yeah um i would recommend that checking that out um i know like games like uh hollow knight um like obviously like a lot of that stuff they they programmed but like the things like the enemy ai pathing is all scripted like they just use visual scripting to do that because it's super rudimentary it's mostly like an enemy standing on a platform and walking back and forth like a red koopa troopa um and that's handy when you need to do something super rudimentary in most cases when you want to build something that like easily exists within the confines of like whatever prefabricated stuff you have it's really easy and fun to do but with someone like me and I know a lot of programmers. This this is how you get down the rabbit hole of like a programmer eventually saying, I'm going to code my own engine because like they don't know <laughs> when to stop mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like having their own custom stuff. I've never found a, a like off the shelf like construct has limitations. You know, most visual scripting has limitations. Um, 
and they've yet to crack that code to give you something where someone has generated something where it's like here is like i think dreams is the closest we've gotten to where Mm -hmm. something is like here's something that's like hands-on it doesn't like you're not using programming or logic like you're using kind of like off-the-shelf parts you can customize them but it's still the sky's the limit with a lot of like you know off the shelf prefab stuff you hit that up high ceiling you hit that ceiling really quick um like right now i'm 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 generating i'm creating this 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 ui system for a prototype i'm working on and it's you know it's taking me the better part of a couple months obviously i'm working on and off on it but like it's taking me the better part of a couple months because there are such specific things i needed to do and i know that there's no like prefab system in the world that could easily make let me do what I need to do. Um, gotcha. Because it just... And that's the thing with games. It's like games... The possibility of games is so big that it's... You know, if someone makes some off-the-shelf system, they're never going to 100% plan for like all these different eventualities that people want to use their system for. So it, mm-hmm. it eventually falls apart. But it's always a good starting point because it gets people to understand the intimidating parts of game making uh which are initially always the programming part um and then once Agreed. people get the programming part down then they're like oh cool what's a shader and then it's like you don't <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to know you don't want to look at this or it's like oh i, I could animate something what shaders are i can make a walking cycle and you're just like you don't just 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 go and mix a mo and download a prefab animation <laughs> for your character save just, yourself small child yeah <laughs> uh like do you got I, a budget of like several hundred thousand dollars so you can pay like professional artists and animators and tech artists to do this stuff no just go to mixmo download this <laughs> just and put it on the model right uh i would like to point out that with this uh project launching there's now like a contest from lego ideas to make your own game oh interesting yeah um this this was like a full-on partnership with unity and so with it lego is saying like here take this lego ideas game creator system that we've built developed with unity uh, if you upload it to the unity play platform and send us a link via like this this contest hub everyone who enters is getting a custom a, a limited edition lego unity minifigure so i'm guessing it's like a minifig with like a unity shirt maybe hmm. um it's, it's, cool. a, it's a minifig of john riccatello oh hell yeah <laughs> there you go um and the grand prize includes uh, a lego mindstorms robot inventor set a lego nintendo entertainment system i'm in a lego adventures with mario starter course a lego sure. bowser's castle boss battle expansion set i'm back one in. year of unity pro unity Aww. micro games premium asset bundle and a 200 dollars gift card to the unity asset store wow yeah that's worth it just for the minifig i think yeah i was thinking maybe i should just make something and and send them a link just to get a minifig <laughs> when's that contest over uh march 15th i'm gonna post the link we got here. time we got time. you got time the eyes of march it's just gonna be like a you're gonna start the scene and it's just gonna be built out of bricks it's just a give me a minifigure please mm-hmm. and like, that's it <laughs> and then you walk through and then it pops up your address yeah, and then if you click it, it creates a, a U.S. Postal Service uh, shipping label. Right, man. <laughs> what if the minifig is Pepper? Oh man, I'd be oh, super boy. into that. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um. All right, moving on. 
if we must. Yes, let's. Okay. Nelson, you mentioned something about that leading into some Jedi talk. <laughs> oh, shit. You want to talk and, about Jedis? And, and I, I want to talk I don't. about this really quick. You want to <laughs> talk about Star Wars Jedi I, Fallen Order? No. I, I briefly. An yeah. old game? Oldish. A game from not <laughs> 2021 that is somehow making its way back into our lives. Was it was it 2020 or 2019 that this dropped? I want to say it's... Okay, cool. Okay. It's fall 2019, I believe. Oh, gotcha. this game's cool. It is pretty cool. I so want to cool. talk about it Nelson more because I... never brought it up. I, I, I never brought it up because I didn't think that there was a good time. And, and you know what, what I'm going to do? Yeah. Alex, I'm going to defer to you. Would you like to discuss Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? I... Yeah. I mean, look... Oh, it's I'll on jump the, in. Don't worry. Okay. It's yeah. on the table. And I think I should while it's fresh in my brain. I actually haven't beaten it yet, but I am so far impressed with how much I'm liking it. I want to be perfectly honest here. I I didn't think I would. Mm -hmm. And it was coming from a place of not being sure of respawn in a third person action position. It was coming from a place of uh, uh, why are they taking so many Dark Souls hints for this? I... That especially worried me because, you know, I can appreciate Dark Souls, but I can never beat a Dark Souls. Um, and everyone I'm, was like, I'm right oh, there the with combat's you. really challenging. It's just like Dark Souls. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, so it's not. like it's like God of War challenging, which is fine. That That's yeah. the perfect middle ground for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely felt like that style of combat. I think I think people are comparing to Dark Souls because of the specificity of the timing for like blocks and stuff. And like you had, didn't you have like a status the respawn uh, thing did yeah. you have a stamina and, it, and it's got bonfires and it's got bonfires like, like, that, like that's the biggest thing is yeah the bonfires. bonfires and interesting level design which are the good things from dark souls and not like the the toughest nails combat that makes me not sure. want to play dark souls yeah <laughs> the, the bad <laughs> animation priority which is the bad part of dark souls yeah i i i think uh so yeah, I, I feel like this game is actually doing everything right to keep me into it. It's it's um the story is not the best. And it's what's really oh, man, funny. You're doing a disservice to the story. Okay. Well, I here, think it's really here. funny that it's doing the thing that Dylan always complains about where Star Wars just like when it feels like it's not having a when it feels like the story isn't moving along well enough. It's like here's an old character that you might remember. <laughs> Everyone I loves guess. Saw Gerrera. Yeah. Who doesn't love Saw Gerrera? That was exactly what I was going to say. It was like, because, you know, as, as soon as like the story was like sort of feeling like, yeah, it's dragging a little bit, it was like, there's Saw Gerrera. <laughs> I will say, it is, mm. I, I can always cool. appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate when stories show that like there's influence of the greater universe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, having Saw Gerrera in there and it's a younger modeled force would occur in saw Guerrero's, like in rebels right he's in rebels not clone wars he's yeah, in he's in clone um, rogue wars. one no 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 he's well, in rogue but, one he's also in clone wars yeah is I, he a, really? even younger saw Guerrero is in one of the cg shows the oldest version of saw Guerrero is in rogue that. one and mm-hmm. then jedi fallen order is saw Guerrero between those two points okay mm-hmm. i don't remember him in clone wars i can find that okay he's got he's he's very different gotcha yeah. okay um but yeah, I think I I think that's why I think it's so. Is, Star Killer's not canon anymore, right? Force Correct. Unleashed is no. not canon. Force Unleashed is not canon. 
Right. Is Starkiller canon? Like the character Starkiller. Starkiller is not canon. Okay. It's just so these Jedi. Where are they where are they getting all these Jedi? Like What do you mean? It's just like I it's hard for me and my I'm I'm sorry to detract or distract from the Jedi Fallen Order <laughs> conversation, but I uh, don't I've, worry, I have a way to bring this in. I'm just so confused. Did a retcon happen that I just didn't notice? Because like you look at you look at New Hope, mm-hmm. and it really makes it look like the only Jedi left alive is Obi Wan. Right, like he is okay. it. Like that is it, and that's just could possibly because he was the only one they were focusing on at the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it definitely feels like he was the only Jedi left alive. Okay, and then. I I just don't think George Lucas planned this universe out very well. Like when they went back and 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 did the prequels, it was like, okay, here's here's a bunch of like super sleek looking starships that don't match at all with the aesthetics of what happens in the original trilogy. Like like sure. it almost it almost makes it look like there was a a technological downgrade across the whole galaxy between the prequels and the original trilogy that's my main gripe there and i just think and i and i hate that there was an aesthetic choice that was made for the prequels to make it all like super sleek and nice i always felt i would would like to take i would like to take this okay you go Uh, ahead but but and then it just switches to like this very grimy gray like aliens-esque like clunky sci-fi where ships feel like they're barely hanging together and then it's like we have this whole order of jedi that exists out there um but in the original trilogy there was just one can i just interject you're saying literally all of the things that we have said before you're like none none of this is is unknown to a star wars fan i i i think what you are ignoring is that a we've criticized that um oh this is i'm not i'm not holding this against you let me finish let me finish so a the the shift between prequels to the original trilogies is bad one of the first things i will tell you about the original trilogy or about the prequel trilogy is that it just doesn't match up but also there's like the whole part where they where they exterminated all of the jedi did you miss that part no i get that but like because like there's an entire army that takes them out no, I know that, but I'm saying like whenever they want to tell a new story between, you know, during the Empire era, and they want it to then include a Jedi, Jedi in hiding. They, yeah, they include a Jedi in hiding, whether it's this one or you know who Ezra or uh, Ahsoka. Like, like it's like you can't just keep inventing Jedi. Like, uh, and all- I don't see why not. Like I, I well, it's, not, it's 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 less that it's 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 that combined with the galaxy spanning amnesia that everyone seems to have in the original trilogy. When it's like, what's a Jedi? It's like you just like so they were, so they the, a generation ago there were these like generals that led this huge army that were that spanned an entire galaxy. Like so Dylan. Luke, Luke acknowledges the Clone Wars, but he doesn't acknowledge Jedi. So and, you could, and you could claim there's like some knowledge purge happening or something, but that's some. Well, that's I, some don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Like you can wait. Don't wave your hands at that because that's literally what happens. Like that's the, bullshit. that is okay. If you if you want an answer, I will give you the answer that the that the stories give, okay. which is there have been between between uh, the Jedi of of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope years of 
a galactic empire that takes over and controls all of the information going in or out of a system. So there are rumors of these things. There are like rumors of Jedi. And that's that's why when Rebels comes up, it's like, oh, shit, one of those even being around is a really big deal. So when in Rebels, they find another one who is a Jedi who didn't know they were Jedi up front. Which you know, like that's kind of what just happens in in, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you, you hit we go down that road. Midichlorians freak out. But if you play Jedi Fallen Order, it is the best representation of how th- a person who was running away from a Jedi purge could possibly survive. There are two different versions. There is there is one where it's like oh this Jedi completely cut themselves off from the force and they're just not Jedi anymore. Mm -hmm. And then there's this Jedi cut themselves off from the force and then need to relearn all of that. And that's why like you would, you might not ever see a Jedi, the, the, the level of an Obi-Wan unless it's Ahsoka who is off to the side doing her own thing this entire time. I get it. I just feel like if uh, we have no, like no real, like, I mean, obviously book burning and knowledge purges happened in the real world but we don't have like a galaxy spanning like equivalent you know controlled case to test against but it just seems real wild that you wouldn't have like major pockets like especially in like the outer rim that's less controlled where people would like openly be talking about jedi and like here's like photographic evidence i had during this conflict that happened like 30 years ago or 20 years ago like not even sure i guess I, I I think for me there's also the like they're gone. I get they're it. Not, they're like, not. It's like, suspension of disbelief. Back. Like I understand. It's just to me. I think that's my major hang up is that like certain parts of the greater structure of Star Wars just doesn't hold up under scrutiny. And that's okay. not. And I'm not holding that against you or anyone else. But that's like that's the thing that they can't possibly address unless they fully decanonize the prequels which they will never do okay sure that uh, dylan's gotten that out of the way so anyway it's pretty cool um (laughs) i like the way the lightsaber sounds when you turn it on oh good because you can change that if you just change your kyber crystal which is one of the coolest details of this game is that every kyber crystal in this game has a distinct sound does it change your color change blade color yeah does that can get a, so can I've get been a changing one? the color? Does that change the crystal? Okay, I haven't seen like a crystal pickup or anything. Um, I've been getting new bits, but you'll get there. The bits. Okay. All right. Again, what I'll say is that the game has already spoiled through its oh, options good. menu, which shows you like the control diagram that eventually you get like a double bladed lightsaber because it, it says like press this it's button kinda... go into single blade, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that's no kind of oversight. Yeah. <laughs> No comment. Yeah. Um, Remember that really because it might be cooler than you think it is. Okay. Remember that really stupid like switchblade dual bladed lightsaber that Ray had in that vision in Rise of Skywalker. It was so <laughs> fucking d- it like it went it went out. She like had to click it and it swung out. I thought that was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's dumb. But, okay. <laughs> like it, it, I it, it's just such an interesting like I think you. Dylan, I think you have a, a a fundamental dislike of core elements of Star Wars yeah. that no, you're I not willing that. to let go of yeah. for the sake of 
uh, suspension of belief. Sure. <laughs> Which I find so fascinating because I feel like you can do that with a lot of other things. Sure. But I feel like other things are worth my time more. Like, I enjoy the parts of Star Wars I like, and then I don't enjoy the parts I don't like. And he likes anyone- Babu Frick. Yeah, and one, I don't one, give a one shit about Babu Frick. All these people that are fucking all so about Babu cool Frick. So the thing about just Star like... Wars Jedi Fallen Order is that it follows Cal Kestis uh, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, where Jedi are still being hunted down, searched for, sure. and executed. The Inquisition, unless right. you get turned into a Sith Inquisitor. Not going to not going to spoil how that happens. That may or may not come up in the story. Um, <laughs> okay, there are more interesting aspects in this game than any of the prequels and a good number of the sequels because it does a very good job of grounding grounding itself around Cal around uh, around him a being a survivor and of the Jedi purge is what they call it um and then b being able to come up against that and try to what you find out is there is a holocron that has like a list of force sensitive youths out in the galaxy mm-hmm. so what you're doing is you're trying to get to that holocron by following the steps of the jedi who came before you um s- to protect those people from the inquisitors and from darth vader and the empire and all of that um so that story is cool because it is a very it's a very not grounded but it's a very human i don't want what happened to me to happen to other people story and there are a few twists within that that are interesting to the star wars lore if you're into that the night sisters show up is what i'll say i okay. understand i remember i re- i recognized dathomir on the planet from clone dathomir War, is fucking rad yeah uh, on the planet selector uh... from the clone war um I'm saying is I on that bit where you get to select what level you go to. I saw Dathmir. I was like, oh, I know that from Clone Wars. Force visions cool. are really interesting in this. Um, they, is that it's cool? Go ahead. Is Dathmir the Darth Maul planet? Yeah, yeah. The get Knight the Brothers Saber. show up. Uh, no, the Dark Saber is very important and would not show up in a game that doesn't have direct. Dark, Dark Saber Mandalorians, yeah. Yeah. Spe- uh, Dark Saber's Mandalorian lore, and this is Jedi lore. It's a little mm-hmm. That's what we need. When am I going to get a fucking Mandalorian game? Oh, you uh, get as soon as you to... bring back the studio that was working on thirteen thirteen. <laughs> mm. Wasn't mm-hmm. that Lucas Arts game? I think it was Visceral, wasn't it? Oh no, Vis- no, Visceral was the other one. Visceral was the Amy Hanning one. Huh. I think the Amy Hanning one was. No, 13. that wasn't thirteen thirteen. Okay, thirteen thirteen was before the Disney acquisition. What was the Amy Hennig one? Amy Hennig one wasn't titled. It was just the visceral one. And then they moved all that stuff over to EA Motive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that like turned into Squadrons or Squadrons was a separate thing. Uh, Ubisoft's making tag. one. Maybe the Ubisoft one will be a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Amy Hennig one was like a like Crime Lord mm. game. Mm. It's like you like lived in... Or you like did work in Moss Eisley and shit. Like that the, sounds cool as shit too. The little bit of footage they showed was like this guy walking out of the cantina and like Tie Fighters flying overhead. Yeah, see that there, there is a really cool aspect to seeing like, hey, the Empire won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, see, seeing yeah. a little bit of that timing in this instance is actually good, and it, like, it's, it's surprising what 
somebody who is not George Lucas can do with um what George what George Lucas gave them. Yeah. I feel like and, that's and, been the case since Empire, right? Because didn't he not direct Empire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it, yeah, George Lucas is not the best. <laughs> no. George Lucas is probably the worst thing to have to Star Wars since he invented Star Wars. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it, and even in that opening hour, like seeing how the Empire is a tyrannical evil, doesn't care about anyone kind of force. Um, it's... Uh, I, I, I wanted to say that I think mechanically it is rock solid far yes. more than I had expected. Um, I think for me, it was sort of going from like the first level where Cal is not wanting to trust anyone and super suspicious and, and like protective of his, of his Jedi side to like immediately on the second level being like, I believe in this mission and you know, woo Jedi and we're going to, we're going to free them all. That was like a little bit like, what did didn't mm. ring as, as true to character for me. But, um, other than that, I think it's going well and, and I'm enjoying this game. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out once it comes to uh, PC Game Pass, there you go. which it was supposed to oh, in December, right. and then they mm. pushed it back to who knows when they haven't put a date on it. Right. There, there's one, maybe two, if I can remember the second one, mechanics thing that I find both interesting and actually really cool about this game. Um, if you turn up the difficulty, yes, it will make the game harder, but it will it will more closely feel like you are a, a person holding a lightsaber because hmm. most stormtrooper hits will be at that point three hits and they're down. So it feels like two hits to disable them because that's the way the animation works. It feels like two hits to disable them and then because it's a lightsaber, a one hit kill. Hmm. So if you do that, it, it, it oddly feels more like uh, the Jedi Knight games than I expected. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I can't remember the second one, so we can go ahead. Okay. You think they are going to bring back Kyle Katarn? I hope. Sure. Oh, that was the but other thing. Not. <laughs> this is the game that was like, yo, respawn, just give them whatever. Like, they, they, mm-hmm, they figured sure. it out. I mean, they gave uh, Zampella a dice studio. <laughs> they gave him, like, Dice LA or something. So now he runs that and respawn. So, um, speaking of dice and speaking of Star Wars, I got Battlefront 2 for free. Oh, yeah, you did. Epic we Games. We all did. That game's really fucking good. Okay. All right. I really I really enjoyed it when I played the beta way back when. That was before they had their whole foobar with uh, <laughs> their microtransaction system that they, mm-hmm. you know, scrapped before release. But uh, that game continues to be good. They put, uh, I think they stopped content updates maybe like a couple months ago, but they were supporting that game for a long, long time. And um, <laughs> they put the Republic Commandos in there as a unit. So oh, if you're playing cool. for the on, in the Clone Wars on the side of the Republic, you can play as a Republic commando, and he has nice. like his like fucking Assassin's Creed ass blade that comes out of his suit, and you can hit people Ooh. with it. Uh, and his his weapons really so most of the weapons, most of the blasters like uh, have like a heat sink that you have to discharge. Uh, and there's an active reload mechanic like in Gears of War. So like if you if you have to you have to expect you have to expend all of the heat sink entirely and let it reload on its own, and then the active reload mechanic kicks in if you reload before then it doesn't mm-hmm. but the republic commando i think is the only unit where it works in reverse where it uses actual ammunition because that's what it used in republic commando so like you expend oh. ammunition from your blaster and then you have to reload a cartridge 
unlike mm-hmm. everyone else where you have that's to pretty smart discharge heat yeah i i think it's a very um if nothing else ea's time with the star wars license this new era of the star wars license i think they have been nothing but dedicated to getting the little touches right and i'm sure that's partially because of disney having a death grip on them but also i think i think dice wanted to just do a good job and i play a little bit of the campaign the campaign's cool yeah i actually think the campaign is i never played all the way through it but i watched all of the cutscenes. i think the campaign's really cool yeah i, I enjoyed what really little cool. i played of it i think my it happens like right at the end of jedi um Re- return of the jedi mm. uh and i think i think the only complaint i ever heard about it was that it's very uh kind of best of star wars where it's like this random empire soldier is like meeting han solo and luke skywalker and princess leia yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but Which, beyond that like like we said, is sort of the one major critical falling point of Star Wars stories is they keep falling back on old characters and being yeah. like, "Remember them?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when when done well, mm-hmm. it's it's good. When done well, when done well, done it's well. good. I'm not when saying done it's done well, well here. I'm not saying it's in, done well here. For I'm example, in Mandalorian, in, in, it's done well. It's and in fact, um, <sighs> Project Cinder, which is referred to in Mandalorian, yep. uh-huh. is, is one of the is, main events of yes. Battlefront Two. The yes. campaign. I think that's cool. I think yeah, or Operation Sender. I think yeah, something like that. I think mm-hmm. if nothing else, I think the Disney era of Star Wars has been very good at trying to make it feel like a cohesive whole of a universe and not weird, random, disparate projects within Lucasfilm and Lucas Arts. Mm-hmm. Like except for that episode nine. <laughs> what I episode yeah nine. who who. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you meant episode nine of season two of Mandal. That's how yeah. much that is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the problem wow. is it's still Man, canon. What was that thing Finn was trying to say? I wonder. Oh, I guess yeah. we'll never find out. What? Yeah. What mm-hmm. happened with Rose and and Finn and all that? Yeah. Well, damn hmm. it. I really hope they don't introduce like some weird like Daft Punk character that's like a love interest <laughs> of Poe. Yeah. It's very weird that Oscar Isaac is going to be playing moon knight i thought he was going to be completely done well but paycheck's a paycheck drove a truckload of money up to his house yeah (laughs) and he said not enough (laughs) i wonder if um i was gonna be like man if disney gives him more money is he gonna make decisions i would say it's sort of like chris evans saying he's never gonna be captain america again and then apparently (laughs) news has gotten out that he's gonna be captain america again for something (laughs) But that's enough not talking about Hitman. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about some Hitmans. Hitman three. Uh, we've been yes. hitting some guys. Hitting some we, men. I hit some men. Yeah. Um not in Hitman two, because I don't have access to that yet on the Epic Game Store, but I will at some point in the foreseeable future, according to my pals at IO and Epic. Get to go back to Hitman two. Yeah. But in the meantime, we did Hitman 3, which is mm-hmm. pretty good. A good send-off I, for this series. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I think I think the ending left a little bit to be desired, like it's, after the final mission, but... I like that, and, and this is the last time I'm going to use this joke, I swear. I, I like that it was set on a train, 
but also literally like the most on rails level that they've handed you. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Nelson, do you care about spoilers? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, I, can, yeah. I, can I say one thing before you spoil this game? Sure. Mm-hmm. I think the VR version of this game looks cool. That is the only way I will play this game because I think otherwise it's way too clunky. But hey, I, that's just me. No, man, I was with you for like mm-hmm. most of Hitman One. I think I th- that game's very full of clunk, um, but Mad I was able clunk. to to understand it. Um, yeah, I think Hitman. I think I think what's cool about Hitman Three is that they break up the. I think if Hitman Three stood on its own, I think if it wasn't in a launcher where you could just as easily play Hitman One and Two levels, I think it might be a weaker game. Mm. Because Hitman Three is how many maps? Six. Alex Six. Yeah. Is is that counting the final level? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is less than either of the previous games, I believe. And interesting. Uh it's um so so like two of those levels are like regular Hitman style levels, and then one of those levels is uh a little different where you have like no objectives. And then they go back to kind of a standard style Hitman level, except your like handler is like in the actual level and you have to Mm -hmm. make sure she stays okay. And then the last level is like Alex said, a very on rails. You're you're it's it's almost like that level in Uncharted 2 where you're going down the length of a train, Mm -hmm. um, but in a Hitman style thing. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a lot to like. Like, I think the China level is really good. Yeah. I like, it reminds me a lot of like Sapienza or Hokkaido, mm-hmm. where there's like different, there's different levels to it. Like there is a street level that's like just kind of normal and you can impersonate regular people. And then there's like a secret undergrad, underground facility where like you have to like get special access cards and access different vents and do all this stuff. Um, and then there's like a whole escape sequence after you complete that to get out of it. Um and yeah and i think the berlin level is really cool i think i think a level giving you no direction is really cool i think a level without mission stories and with and with more than one target where it's like you have to kill you have to kill a bunch of ica agents but we're not going to tell you how many you have to kill um unless you look at the loading screen because it does tell you how many you have to kill oh (laughs) uh, is is cool i just think it's kind of short and I think ultimately the story, I think they could have done better with the twist. It wraps up about as predictably as yeah. a story like this does. It's a lot think, of basic spy thrillers and right. whatnot kind of wrapped into one. Um, And I think there's a lot in this game that makes it plainly obvious that they are using some of the stuff in this as a test bed for their James Bond game. Like you have a camera now that can hack stuff. It can hack open windows, like anything with like a digital lock. It can hack, mm-hmm. um, and it's like that feels very much like an MI six double oh seven gadget. And uh, I I replayed Sapienza the other day, and I was replaying it with with uh, someone watching, and I got into the underground facility where they're making the the virus the dna virus and when you get into that facility if you come down through the mansion into there you're like in this very high standing like ridge overlooking the rest of the cave and it plays like a james bond style stinger right 
where it's like it's it might you might as well like walk onto that ridge look out across the the area that you're in and it go because there's like a fucking seaplane sitting on a little dock that comes out of this cove mm-hmm. and there's like all these people in like research suits and a bunch of heavily armed guards and like people in hazmat suits like it feels it feels like a james bond game so like you could just they could just take screenshots like if they're pitch to mgm was just they just came with like a a a manila folder full of screenshots of their previous work and just said oh we're gonna make a james bond game like this and they're like okay yeah like yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) we'll sell you the license we don't that's 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 fine it sounds like a damn fine idea yeah people didn't (laughs) like specter please help us (laughs) um but yeah i think hitman i think hitman 3 is ultimately a good a really good uh send off for the world of assassination right that that trilogy has been such a solid staple in my gaming life for the past year now and i i'm I'm happy to see it conclude and i'm happy to have like a bundle of of everything that has to offer minus the multiplayer it's a little bumming but uh other than that We'll, we'll always have miami we'll always have miami did we ever do the other map what was the other one the other one was Columbia, which we did once or twice. That's it. I don't like. Yeah. I think ultimately, I don't really like Columbia like as a level. Like I think mm. it's not my favorite. There's a lot um, going on in Columbia. It is. And it's pretty sprawling, like between the villa yeah. and the village and the construction site. Like keeping track of where everyone is, finding a way uh, between them is a little tough. And me trying to impersonate the hippie to deliver the super cocaine took way longer than it needed to because there is no convenient way to knock out that guy. Mm-hmm. and dress up as him um, not with that attitude yeah it's true uh but yeah i i just think the storytelling twist could have been better like i i hate that it was a a a uh um a double betrayal instead of a single betrayal i think it would have mm-hmm. worked better if Burnwood actually betrayed 47 instead and of, i was yeah, expecting I, her to be like the second the... target of the last mission oh yeah yeah what was the Nelson? twist so the twist was so they set up in the second game, I believe. So the second game is when Agent Forty Seven kind of discovers like the truth about himself and how he was like raised in this, like basically like the equivalent of the Black Widow Red Room kind of thing. Mm. He was like raised in this like facility in Eastern Europe that like trained kids to be killers. Um, but he's also like this kind of like genetically perfect specimen of a human being, um, and. He like he he finds out that like the guy that he's been chasing after is like one of his like basically brothers from this secret facility. Um, oh. So you, you team up with him like halfway through the second game, but he also like finds out that he forgot all of his. He was like brainwashed and forgot. Like basically, they kind of imply that like the previous Hitman games before this reboot also happened. <laughs> but really his mem- yeah that but his memory was wiped um so he like when you start the tutorial the first of the new hitman one mm-hmm. you it makes it seem like an origin story mm-hmm. but there's there's dialogue to imply that like they found him and like he was he was he was that's right wiped yeah, yeah. um so and it turns out they did that to him well they never clarify that but mm. um burnwood who is your handler uh, he had he remembers that he killed her parents because her parents were like British politicians or like people in high stature in in British politics. So he like car bombs them. Um, so she like yeah, grows sure. up with like this 
like kind of chip on her shoulder like i have to have i have to be in like perfect control of my life and that like what makes her become like a, a you know the handler of an assassin mm-hmm. um and in the third game uh this person when you find the secret society illuminati people that are like controlling all this stuff um who your brother in arms wants to kill um the the handler for that group called the constant you manage to capture at the end of the second game and he escapes at the beginning of the third and burnwood um manages to relocate him on her own and that's when he reveals to her that agent 47 killed her parents and wants to wants her to work for him so he wants to take over the illuminati group called huh. providence and he wants her to become the new constant um yeah that's so they work together so that's when you like when 47 goes out on his own and you do like one or two maps by yourself and then when you come back to burnwood because you still think she's with you mm-hmm. she betrays you but ultimately betrays the other constant because she takes over providence to basically tear it down from the inside got it um okay. but I, th- I think it would be more interesting because then because at the end of the game it's just back to the status quo they like don't even see each other for a year and then they come back together and it's like all right it's just like old times like implying that they're gonna go continue to kill people to make the world a better place right um but i think it would have been more interesting if she was set up to be kind of like the final villain in some way because right i don't know that's just as cliche mm. but I think the doing the double betrayal where she betrays you as a way to betray the other guy uh, is also it just a, a, it, it a, just, a, is a different cliche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also just makes the story feel kind of flat at the end. It's just like, yeah. okay, like nothing really happened. And they, and then they kill your brother. They kill off your brother in arms, like just kind of like offhandedly. Like I felt like what? that scene was done. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you do, you do the murder mansion mystery level. And at the end of that, he makes an offhand comment at the beginning of that level. He's like, I'm going to go take care of this. Like there's like an offsite, like security base that like the woman that you're trying to kill has like established off the property. And he's just like, I'm going to go take care of that. And when you finish that level, they cut to that. And he has like been surrounded by guards. He's like been overwhelmed and he kills himself to like, so he doesn't get like taken in by Providence. And it's like, okay, seems um i don't know it just didn't seem well seems weird out. yeah yeah it just it it seemed it didn't stick the landing in a couple places and it was just yeah. like and i wasn't like super attached to the story to begin with yeah. um but i thought burnwood was interesting and her relationship with age of 47 was was built up over time to be something mm-hmm. more than just like you're just a tool to me right sure yeah yeah uh so yeah i don't know two and a half stars out of five yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's really, it's just, it's just, you kind of shrug your shoulders. It's like coming out of a movie that you felt nothing for. And you're just like, okay. Like, yeah, that was that. a movie. That was a yeah. thing. But as, as it is being a part of the entire Hitman World of Assassination trilogy, I mean, these games are still good. These are, these yeah. are good games. I, yes. I would recommend buying while you can, uh, the, this third game and the first two expansion passes if you don't already own them. Yeah. Like, Get this um, entire box set. <laughs> yeah. Hitman Special Edition. Um yeah. I'm really not looking forward to a whole year of people gushing about that murder mystery mansion though. Aw. Like I, is that a level? Yeah. So they okay. do like a 
so people keep making the knives out comparison you could also make like a agatha christie like mystery something like that hardy boys maybe um but yeah so you go to this this like uh uh english estate um because you're trying to track down uh one of the members of providence and she is she's the head of like this wealthy family and her entire family comes to the estate because they think she died and they show up because they think they have to make funeral arrangements and then when they show up she's like surprise i'm not dead like someone assumed i i died so everyone showed up and then after that happens her brother who is the person that like basically maintained the estate and lived there uh he gets killed in his sleep or he dies in his sleep and there's an implication okay. of foul play so yeah. one of the first things you can do like the major story mission in this level is she hires like a private investigator to come investigate you know the the death that happened mm-hmm. and you can impersonate him you knock him out impersonate him and you can just try to solve the mystery like oh, so okay. you just you just instead of doing any sort of like setup to like try to kill her because you have to kill her and also get access to some files gotcha. and instead of like finding some other way to kill her you can just do the entire mystery try to solve it and get like close access to her in doing that right uh, that's and it's and it's fun to do like it is like it's sure. fun to like go to all the different investigation spots and figure out what's going on but it is it's not like super open-ended right like mm-hmm. it it like it has to it was a it was a mystery it was a mystery game it was a detective game that was still built within the confines of the hitman <laughs> systems so it's like you go into a room and you start looking at for clues and every time you find a clue, Burnwood comes up over your your headset and goes, "Oh, forty seven. Like this probably means the blah 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 blah." Yeah. And and then if you find if you just like find all the clues, like basically yeah. play it like a collectathon, it just tells you. Yeah, it just triggers oh, really? the yeah. the 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 choice. All right, you figured to it out. Go right. talk to the guy right. and finish this mission. It's which it's, is f- it's yeah. a linear system built in a very open ended game, and mm. it's a cool solution. I definitely like that you know they came up with a, a unique idea in this space but it's you know it could be better i think what's cool about it is that i think what people are going to really like about it is that it really puts you in that you know gives you the presence of trying to solve a murder mystery yeah and i really enjoyed doing it but yeah it ultimately ends with like okay you either found all the clues which it tells you every room you go into it tells you how many out of how many total clues you have found so you walk into someone's bedroom. It's like you found two out of the three clues in this room. It's like, all right, well, I have to keep looking for the last one. Um, and in some in some of the rooms, it doesn't tell you where to investigate, like the greenhouse. Like you have to go and find out the greenhouse thing, right? Because you have to find that someone put the the key down to the greenhouse, and you have to go out to the greenhouse. So there's, there is, but it is a pixel hunt in a lot of ways. It's like I have to go here and look at this, and. Uh, you know go to the next location right um so yeah it, it, i think i think it it does the same thing to me that people really freaking out about the bloody baron quest in witcher 3 did where it's like people really like this for some reason and when i played it i was like this is this is fine how mm-hmm. fucking dare you <laughs> i think it's fine <laughs> 
I think yeah. it's a little clumsy in its in its storytelling. I think some of the stuff doesn't add up, but I think I think what it's trying to say about like, you know, abusive relationships and whatnot, I think it has something there, but it's not it's not yeah. perfectly told. Right. And there's Fair. some there's some plot holes that 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 don't make much sense. And this is fun yeah. to live in the world of being a private investigator, but ultimately it's a pixel hunt. Yeah. I, I feel that the China level is really good because you get to ch- ex- <laughs> you get to explode a man's brain with your own brain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I yeah. I did the much easier one where I sniped a bunch of stuff. I sniped them both from this very easy perch where they both walked out onto a balcony. I was like, well, they're both right there, so I'll just shoot them both. Yeah, and that was within the first ten minutes of the mission start, and then I spent like a half hour getting access to the data core right way down. <laughs> That reminds me a lot of the New York level. So if mm-hmm. you've you've played the New York level, so you're familiar with that. The New York, I think Hitman is at its best when it's trying to replicate, uh, uh, like the sensation of doing other types of 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 adventures. So like mm-hmm. New York, you know, the England level is a murder mystery. The New York level is a bank heist. Like there there's stuff that it can do within its its framework that make it really interesting and make it cooler than if it was just like you know a third person cover shooter or something right right um but yeah uh i know i already asked you alex but what's your favorite mm-hmm. hitman level okay uh i'm actually overall. curious to know this <laughs> isle of seagal i think is how i don't remember how it's pronounced um yeah i think it's skull or something like that yeah. that's probably my favorite as far as like the puzzle box to unwrap um visually mm. i really like the uh the the quaint suburban neighborhood because i like those in games there's not enough of them uh just you know quiet affluent neighborhood where something dark and evil and mysterious is going down yeah um, and uh which is that that level is like a tribute to like a like, you said like- that when Blood we were talking about this earlier but yeah. um i don't know because i've never played another hitman game yeah. outside there's of definitely three. a suburb level from a previous hitman game um yeah. i've also never played any of the hitman games but i remember seeing like a let's play or something gotcha um i'm trying to all right i'm looking i was trying to find a list of all the maps and rock paper shotgun has one but it's they they have ranked them so i'm trying to like mm. ignore their ranking Good uh luck. <laughs> i think hip, i think new york is like really up there for me i really enjoyed yeah. new york i also really like miami i don't try to think it's really hard because like the main like the main interactions in a hitman game is you knock someone out right mm-hmm. like like it's to like get access to a place and you either have to do it stealthily by sneaking around um or by stealthily knocking someone out and impersonating them and it's really hard to do in some of the levels where like uh ai pathing is hard to predict or there mm-hmm. are like large crowds of people so right. like, there are large crowds of people in miami but it's very limited it's like in the main thoroughfare and as soon as you get off the you know the main street like, yeah it's just small pockets of people but paris is so hard to move around in certain areas because it's just so many crowds. And you have no idea when like guests are going to walk through an area and whatnot. And I've been, I've been screwed over a lot by uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sounds like our game uh, interacts with its environment weird. Sometimes. Yeah, some might say that. (laughs) I know know we were talking about Hokkaido before, because, like, Hokkaido has the cool, like, you can only get access to certain, like, doors will only unlock if you're wearing a certain uniform. So, like, you have to be wearing a security uniform or, like, a... uh, patron uniform or uh Mm -hmm. like a a janitorial or or servant uniform to get access to certain areas right um but yeah isle skull is really good i like isle skull because uh it has the most verticality Mm -hmm. to me like i climbed the most in that in that level because you could climb up drainage pipes and and you know get across like uh, uh ledges and whatnot to get access to like the tops of the castle right um yeah, I think there's a lot. I think what's your least favorite? Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a good question. Mm. Got to think about that one, huh? Yeah. Do you have a least favorite, Dylan? Um, it used to be Bangkok, but no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I I really don't like Colorado. Mm. Um. I think Colorado is a it's little like the idea of it. That's rude. I hate Colorado. <laughs> just those just <laughs> potheads. Um, no, I, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a paramilitary base and yeah. it's, it's just kind of like, it's very open. Like there's not a lot of walls blocking vision. I was going to say such. I, I feel like Colorado was a wall for a lot of like first time players. Yeah. Mm. But, I think if Colorado was just like the, the farmhouse. Mm hmm. Like I like I like interior rooms like that. Like I like being able to take advantage of like corners and hallways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the like interior interiors of Whittleton Creek because of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Colorado, Columbia, we talked about. I didn't really care for. Um, and is it Mumbai? The India thought, one. Yeah, I was going to say probably that one for me. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I don't think any of them are bad. I don't That's... think they're bad. I think there are there are, there are ones with really weak areas. Like every mm-hmm. map has like its strongest area and its weakest area. And for me, the kinds of areas I like to play in are the interiors. So like mm-hmm. the skyscraper, the in construction skyscraper on Mumbai is probably the best part. The part yeah. where you're down in like the in the bazaar or the merchant streets. Yeah, really it was a like... little weak. Because there's nowhere, there's nowhere to properly knock someone out, and there's guardsmen posted everywhere. Yeah. Um. But like the the, what is it the, not like the crime lord base, but whatever it is, and like the slums mm-hmm. in Mumbai is also really cool. Um, or is that I in Marrakesh? F- I can't remember. I feel like now I'm I, I want to say this. Uh, that level in like the Middle East, it's like the third one, out of all of them in the in like the first game. That's uh, Marrakesh. Okay, I was gonna say I feel like everyone forgets that one. So in terms of like being forgettable, maybe that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It's cool, yeah. or like hey, man, the, it's cool. Yeah, uh, something else. Oh, oh, and I started doing the escalation missions. Uh, oh yeah, which are really fucking cool. Um, so like, so they have a bunch of different stuff, and like, there's like the the. What are the targets called? The 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 temp- elusive the, targets. There's the elusive targets, which are fun. The the escalations are really cool because I think it's I think that's like end game hitman for me. So how mm. the the escalations work is it puts you back in a level and it chooses a new target for you. 
Um, and the new target is just a random NPC on the map. So it's like, you now have to kill this random guardsman or this person. And it's always the same one. It's not like these are preset missions, but it's a, it's, it's someone that's not the standard target, uh, on the map. And then it has some like, uh, uh, modifiers to it. So it's like, you have to kill this person wearing this specific outfit or using this specific weapon, um, and no other way. Um, and that's, and that's the most basic version they'll do. And then they'll add even more modifiers. So like one of the first ones in Paris you can do is you have to kill this woman wearing Agent 47's classic suit using a battle axe. <laughs> and you can't knock anyone else out on the map. If you do, it's oh, an automatic dang. failure. And there are no saves. You can't save scum. So it's like it's going to restart you. Um, yeah. And they're not all that difficult. But that was the first one I played. I was like, wow, these are all the escalation missions. This is going to get tough. Mm-hmm. But so <laughs> you start them. You start the level and you have to go find a battle axe, which there's one like in behind some glass uh, in like a, a small museum they have in the, in the in the building. So you go in there, you break the glass, you take the battle axe and then you have to stealth around because you can't hide. You can't like put it in your inventory. You're constantly carrying the battle axe and it's a suspicious item. It's a legal item. <laughs> so if anyone sees you with it, they're going to be like, Hey, I'm getting the guards and they'll immediately yeah. start opening fire on mm-hmm. you. So it's me like sneaking around in the bowels of this fucking giant Parisian like mansion, trying to get over to this woman so I can kill her with a battle axe. And so I get over to the area she's in and she's like in this like ballroom or kind of like foyer parlor room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other person in there is a guard and he is like, so his backs to me, I'm coming up in this hallway and she's around the corner at the end of the, of the parlor. So I throw a coin in there and he's like, Oh, it's a penny. And so he walks over to that penny and I just run into the room, double ax handle over my head, throw the ax at this woman. <laughs> it lodges in her head. And then I just run for it. And I'm like, nice. I did it. I finished. No one found me. I finished the mission. I didn't knock anyone out, killed the target. She has an ax stuck in her head and she's laying there bleeding on the floor, but I did it. And then hey. it, goes, it goes cool. <laughs> Do as that again. Job- oh no. Do that again. Here's a second target you have to kill after you kill the first target. I'm like, okay. You have to kill them both wearing Agent 47's classic suit, both with the battle axe. You can't knock anyone else out that's not the target. And you can't vault, jump, or climb anything. And your oh. second target is on the third floor. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I tried that about five times and I was just like quit in frustration, but okay. they're very cool. And there's some other ones. There was one. I did the Sapienza ones where it's like mm-hmm. you have to kill multiple targets. Uh, you know, it increases each time. So the first time you kill one, next time you kill two, mm-hmm. um, you have to kill them only using a sniper rifle. So it's like I made the sniper rifle spawn in the ICA safe house on Sapienza and there's like a balcony in the back of the safe house so i just came out in the balcony and i could see both of them within my sight lines oh all so right I just sniped one and sniped the second and then the last version of that is you have to kill both these targets with a sniper rifle but once you kill one you have 30 seconds left to kill the other one also huh. you can only leave the level via the speedboat that's docked at the end of the dock so i have to like kill them both which i don't have a, a silent sniper rifle so that's going to alert a bunch of guards oh and i have to get past all the guards and get to the speedboat and leave mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a good time, a good time by all, except for, you know, Nelson targets. No, (laughs) I had a great time hearing about it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Yeah. I I think I'm going to play a lot of those escalation missions. Um, 
because that's it, it really it really opens up the game to more creativity uh and uh but now i have to replay all the hitman one levels because it won't keep it won't stop telling me the spoiler warning every time i try to play a level because i didn't beat hitman one on pc <laughs> that's <laughs> well, a pain in the ass you know you yeah. have to i have, have to. to i have to also unlocks more starting locations and makes right those maps easier to do but you're doing it for the for the spoiler warning annoyance yeah it, yeah primarily mostly. primarily principle. <laughs> primarily um but yeah that's hitman 3 all right all yeah. right yeah yeah and that's an episode Woo! <laughs> <laughs> nelson silently pantomiming yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah that's uh mm. that's 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 it that's it for today and uh nelson hmm? you, have, you have some you have some news for us for the good people listening oh yeah i'm not gonna be here next episode or, and, or the one after uh, that or the one after that the one after that or the one after that or the one after, maybe the one after that we'll we'll talk okay okay but not the one after that <laughs> not the one after that yeah uh yeah i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be stepping away i'm hanging up my mic cable for a bit uh-huh. um stepping away from from the work head. thank you for having me of course yeah uh, it's been absolutely lovely um had some good times walk mm-hmm. away with a heavy heart Went to went to PAX. <laughs> went to PAX. Abby Russell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. Yep. That was pretty dope. Big ups. Big ups, Abby Russell. <laughs> Big ups. Big ups. Um Yeah. Yeah, just kind of a lot going on. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. Twenty twenty was rough. Twenty twenty one. Still unsure. Still how unsure. Might be. But you know, for the sake of mental health, I'm gonna be I'm gonna take a little hiatus respect yeah. it i respect yeah. it absolutely nothing against the show that's literally like a how can i take how can i take a lot of things off my plate mm-hmm. and ooh, the other things that have been fallen by the wayside are <laughs> not getting the treatment this is sure the yeah. lego unity project it's gotta it's gotta keep going <laughs> kind of that. that's yeah. fine Al- alex loves talking about financial news and whatnot so i mean i know the star wars uh love will be represented at the very least yep yep you can't get away from it i, I suppose i will keep on talking about lightsabers without you yeah much like the force it surrounds us mm-hmm. <laughs> penetrates us Ooh. i mean oh if, if you let it if you're oh. into it if you oh, wanted yeah. to oh. let the, let, <laughs> just gotta let the force in there. Mm. Uh, I know. We're gonna miss you. Gonna miss yeah. you. Nelson. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's been. I, a... You'll have those. Those comments won't happen as frequently. <laughs> is what <I'll> say. <laughs> a real shame. A yeah. real loss. Uh, uh, yeah. So the 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 horny wardcast community. You can follow me on Twitter at Wittico. That's W H I T T I C O. Uh, you can also go to Wittico. Put a dot before the C O, and that'll that'll give you links to everything uh, that I'm doing. Mostly drawing. Mm-hmm. It's mostly going to be drawing yeah um cool. and i guess if you want to talk about old games that you probably should have played forever ago video game boy, do I. say what <laughs> boy do i you you do uh video game book club where we're talking about old games like star wars dark forces 2 nice. because dark forces 1 gave me motion sickness <laughs> <laughs> cool alex yeah. where can people find you people can find me as usual on twitter at g-h-o-d-a-n with an underscore that's godan with an underscore 
Awesome. You can find me at Dylan Vento. And if you like this podcast, you want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at word-games.com or on Twitter at Word Video Games or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Wordcast. Nelson, thank you again for joining us this past year and a half or so, I think. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Of course. It's been great. Fucking dope. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Won't be the same without you, buddy. That's That's for sure. I'll see y'all in Valorant. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.